The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. We are back with the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. As always, talking about what's going on in the life out here in the traffic, out here in these streets. In these cool, 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 cool streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeping it frosty in the end of March. I snow, I snow, man. <laughs> Coming at you with episode 104. Booyah! Just keep growing and growing. Keep growing and, and growing, growing, man. Yep, always highlighting individuals doing something for the culture, news and noteworthy impacts that, you know, move the needle or just something, you know, a little benchmark to see what them folks are doing out here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And this particular episode highlighting the contemporary. She's here. She's still with us. And uh, uh, her career as a broadcast journalist. So she's originally graduated from UCLA, started working in uh, news down south. Back when it was just, she was a, a one-woman band. She had to set up her own camera, set up her own sound, grab the mic, then go ahead and report the stories, do the whole nine by herself, paying her dues. She uh, eventually made her way to uh, Atlanta, where she was doing the news, where she ultimately ended up losing her job because she said some profanity on the air because the producer never cued her up that they were coming back from commercial. Wow. So she so she was saying something in a conversation with a staff person in her account. She said she didn't actually say it. She said she called him a mother sucker, but that was close enough for for, for live news. And uh, after she left there, she ended up in Florida where she was covering like human interest stories like, you know, hurricanes that hit and all that stuff. And while she was down there, she became uh, aware more so of a lot of training that was happening with Venus and Serena Williams. That was happening down out uh, down in Florida. Mm -hmm. So she really kind of got into watching tennis just because of those sisters. And so as she kind of became more and more familiar, she then went and ultimately ended up working at the tennis channel. Because mm. like, Venus and Serena just really got her into the game like that. And from that, then she made her way to uh, major networks where she was working over at ESPN. And covering a bunch of different stories because she always enjoyed the, the, the barbershop talk that happened amongst sports usually amongst men, it was always something that fascinated her. So getting a chance to work in that environment was something that that, that she really enjoyed uh, until there was an issue with, with a, a a comedian who had made some reference to her with a lot of uh, racial undertones, a comedian by the name of Artie Lang, and did like this parody kind of thing of her, and it didn't sit well. And I, in, in her mind, I believe the network did enough about it. And so... Uh, she ended up leaving that particular show and then going on to to uh, Sports Center. But she got to work under why this in particular is news noteworthy. She came into an era where it was the one black person at a time. Like mm. one of us gets to shine at a time and really specifically black women. And if you're deemed as being the slightest bit cute, there had to be one way that you made your you, you got your career there. Wow. You know, it could never just be on your merit or that you're being talented, it, you know. And so for her, she came into the game with a bit of a chip on her shoulder. And especially when it came to working with other black women, because that was the what she came up in, under. But we're learning under uh, the late Stuart Scott and then uh, working with black women that showed her that black women working together works. 
and forget those narratives and, and things that people try to impose upon not only us as a people, but black women individually. She then went on to really embrace that, making it a point to speak on racial issues, speaking on social issues that are happening specifically in regards to black people. She went on to, to start another show uh, where it's entitled Won't Just Stick to Sports with Jameel Hill. Uh, she's done hosting events for a bunch of other things. She was on The Brown Print, which is a show that was highlighting uh, black folks in sports and now specifically launched her own podcast called Naked, which focuses on the vulnerability of individuals past your profession, where you really peel those layers back and talk deeply. Uh, she, she does a, a, a lot and some people can't get past her looks and other, some folks, you know, black women, they don't want to hear them in sports, but she's definitely a voice, not only champion in black women in sports but black people in general so shout out one time and make a little noise for miss carrie champion ha <laughs> carrie champion yeah <laughs> carrie champion she is good at what she does and she's beautiful yeah 100 percent. yeah and when you come into the game if you're slightest bit cute there's you know all the assumptions that has to be you know she came up under like pam oliver you know, uh, and even like Jameel Hill and, and, and black women who were uh, Robin Roberts, women who were covering sports. And you're just kind of like, OK, they're good journalists. But if you come at Carrie Champion, six one, you know, crazy. legs like a model come in, gorgeous woman. So the automatically has to be you can't be a good journalist, mm. you know. And so the fact that she's made, you know, over the last decade, made this strong campaign to really push uh black people and black women and unity and support and you know bucking a lot of these narrative type stuff and challenging things that get said you know just just showing a little love out there <laughs> i love it i love it i love it carrie champion i i, I, I followed her career <laughs> so to speak yeah. she's Look a good people, man. <laughs> <laughs> got me blushing you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, yeah man how's everything man everything uh good on my end um i just saw you so and uh briefly yesterday it was yeah. but life in general is, is is pretty good you know figuring out maneuvering through these corona streets it seemed like 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 the rona's the on the way out the, the, the pandemic pandemic journals yeah yeah feel like the rona's on its way out feels like um you know life is a semblance of starting to get back to we'll, we'll, i guess we'll call it normal you know well uh, you know, i least, think it's the way it used to be i don't know if we call it normal but look like it's to be it's interesting how it feels like last year was such a blur it happened yeah. so fast it seems like with so many moving parts um so much uncertainty so it's crazy to me how we're like right back into this position we're back in march and this is where me and my brothers of the three black chefs chef mike and chef will we jumped into action serving our community um beloved community meals we're the first folks to really do that here in Sacramento. A lot of other people follow suit afterwards. Yeah. Um, and we like, we were like every Thursday, Friday, man, we was pop, pop, pop. And I remember doing the project. I was like, okay, this is about to be like 300, 200 people. Brother, it turned out like to a thousand people like per session. And um, it's just so crazy how we were arguing and fighting over uh Toilet paper, paper towel, hand sanitizer, uh, Clorox wipes, and you couldn't even find them joints. You damn near was buying it from somebody for like $100 or something like that, right? Crazy, man. And now 
you could find it everywhere. Um, gas was low. Now gas is about four dollars at some yep. places. A little over four where I'm at. And we're still in a pandemic, but slowly but surely they're saying, "Yeah, we're in a pandemic, but we have to make sure everything goes back to normal." The people who produced the hand sanitizer, Cloroxes, and the paper towels and the toilet paper that everybody was rushing for like idiots to get, um, they, they've had, they've their profit margin has to be crazy oh, in yeah. 2020. Oh, yeah. But it just ironic to me. Yeah, it was ironic to me how we've come so far and have never, we still haven't learned anything about greed, uh, learned things about, it would probably be nice if we could have gas prices at the, you know, the starting point of where it was at in March. But of course they lowered it for folks to be driving because nobody was going anywhere. Spring break. And, and, and the fear that we all assumed, whether you walked in it or stood in the house because of it, how it was so much uncertainty to what the next day was going to look like because the COVID was just such a unrealist, un, a realistic uh, situation that we've never dealt with. And now to see it, how it's become so normalized in our everyday life, it speaks volumes to what, how social engineering can work. And this does not say that COVID-19 wasn't real, but it really did a job on us and moving forward, I think we've dumbed down so much because of this experience. Yeah, and there is life is really back. I was in, uh, we're in Sacramento, I'm hearing this anywhere, and an old sack. They had a carnival set last night, like you know, where they those those ones that those like pop up kind of carnivals where they break out the you know the wizard and the, the, the carousel and that sort of stuff. Uh, I was just driving through. I was going to stop off and eat somewhere. And I was like, why is all this traffic? Like, it, it, it's Sunday. Why do all these cars look like they had concerts, tickets or something for sale? And I turned the corner and saw all the little lights and the little, you know, carnival type stuff, whatever. I was like, oh, oh we back back. Oh, okay. We 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 <laughs> we, we, we back in the game now because there's there's no type of social distancing. Nobody wearing masks. It was just like, oh, okay. We, 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 we back on and cracking down here. So I just kept driving and went somewhere else. I said, I ain't trying to deal with all that just yet. Not but yet. I look at 2020 as like that 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 Thanos snap. You know, mm -hmm. those, the, those Marvel movies where, where Thanos hits the snap and half the population disappears. Yep. And then uh, when they resolve it, they bring the people back. But for the people that were gone, like five years just happened and you're right back to normal. I feel that's wow. how I feel like it's I feel like it's 2019 to 2021. Wow. Like it just feels like 2020 didn't happen. Huh. Like we was we was all here in the winter of 2019. It gets ready to go into New Year's. A snap happens, and now we're in spring of 2021. Like I, I I've lost so much track. I keep thinking of things of days, and I it, I have to add a year. Like I think like oh that was six months ago. Oh no, that was a year and six months ago. That was <laughs> like like just 2020 just completely just just it was like a wash. And and kind of what you're saying is I don't think I don't think enough people learned. No. I, I think I think a lot of people did in the sense of there's a lot of new people in new career paths now. Uh, people who got involved in passion projects now because their job went under and their job still may not, not be back. Uh, so there's people who are doing other stuff. But I don't think enough people learned they're going to get back into an education system yep. where their children are going to have to go to summer school and take. I don't know, depending on where you are, they call it zero periods where you have to take an extra class. 
to make up like you have their normal six classes and then either it's the hour before or an hour later to make up uh you know to to, to make up units and stuff because this past year their education was stunted like that thanos snap yes Facts. they haven't learned <laughs> since winter of 2019 so now for the ones who were high school sophomores and seniors with any hopes of going to college they've got to make up everything they didn't learn in the last year you know and in high school your senior year is really the coasting year so you you, you gotta have your you be on your square your your sophomore and junior year facts and so if this happened during your sophomore and junior year trying to get into a college sat stuff the whole not like there's going to be a lot of people who are going to blame the education system for not preparing their children who had a whole year to homeschool their kids and and educate them what they deem is the proper way they didn't you know vaccines floating around they want to shoot everybody with the needle you had a year to learn about health nutrition and fitness to where you don't have to rely on the needle to boost your immune system but you didn't yeah everybody's gonna talk about i'm back in the rat race back at my job i don't have time to see my family my kid you had a whole year to reestablish bonds with your parents with your siblings with your kids with your spouse but you didn't do it <laughs> so it's gonna be you know it's, it, it, it's it's an interesting like dilemma, right? Yeah. Because if there wasn't any time, and I think we've talked about this before off air, if there wasn't any time or moment that we could operate outside of the system, this was the time. Yeah. And you saw so many people, as much as we were involved, a lot of us with the righteous protest of 2020, um, there was a lot of folks that were trying to apply ways to sustain the system when the system was falling. Right. Um, so to me, it's odd how so much of the test came out of nowhere. You know, like they always tell you about preparation is nine tenths of, of, of being successful, being prepared. Right. And we weren't means preparation. Yes. We, we weren't prepared for the opportunity. Right. Because we relatively a collective of us were just like shunning the responsibility, say, whoa, 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 wait, wait, because we are so comfortable at waiting it out when we're ready enough to then take that giant leap of faith to whatever it is that we're supposed to feel like we're going to accomplish. So my thing is. We failed in such a way because in 2021. There could be systems that we as a people created as alternatives to now say to our kids that you don't have to go back to school. Well, really? Eh. Um, don't call the police. Here's the phone number. Who's this? This community guys. Um, here are these storefronts that we've bought. Here are these houses that we purchased. You know what I mean? When you talk about the stimmy money that came in and collectively, some folks have done it and a lot of folks just scammed and got material things. But a lot of what I saw, what a lot more people saying, no, 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 no. We need the system. And when they was given the opportunity to separate, they engaged in making sure when you talk about the, all the scams that happened, a lot of those scams were just to purchase material items that help plays into the system that yeah. so many of us are relatively saying has to be dismantled. So it was like, well, how, how effective was that really? And now 
that everybody, everything is opening up. You ain't even get that opportunity to have that self-check-in, that self-evaluation to figure out where do you really sink in to this next level of the process, as we always talk about trust the process of processing in your life. So if you're a kid that is like 21 years old and you spent most of your time 21 years old in the pandemic, kind of not navigating through whatever school process, because school was a lot easier to navigate with excuses, with being able to create your own agenda. Because again, this is a new thing and folks are kind of like winging it because some folks don't even know if we're ever going to be the same again. But again, true to the form of American capitalism, there was no way that it wasn't going to get back in the form because no one said, okay, capitalism at a moment is on its knees. Let's walk away with it. We all either stood or kept on walking closer. So that 21-year-old that could have probably got closer and closer to that degree, probably partied up, probably, uh, you know, got a little bit lazier, a little bit more complicit, didn't take the opportunities just like the 35-year-old that had the business idea. That's not saying a lot of people did not take advantage But I think that a majority, because I see things just back in the same way, same behaviors, same excuses, same complicity. It's like you just said it, Thanos snap. (laughs) We're right back readjusting. And so many of the things that we're trying to readjust, we could have really truly moved and navigated in a different perspective. And I don't think that we took that opportunity. Uh, Most of us haven't. Yeah, because the the problem is going to happen now. So kids physically started going back to school this past week um this this the rest of this semester is gonna just kind of be a eh semester i mean we're already going in spring break then it'll be april a lot of these kids are done in the end of may so i mean it's just gonna kind of be a little walkthrough for the remainder of of the semester uh but like i said they're gonna have to go back to summer school because there's if you take them off for another three months i just don't see them being successful especially if they're in transition years like if it's their sixth to the seventh or seventh to the eighth or like that sophomore to junior year, like if they've been disconnected this long, like they, they, they're going to need to go to summer school. And then as the businesses start to come back and everybody starts to go back to work and there's no more STEMI money, there's no more when the STEMI's in the system, there's no more of that. When it's just strictly uh, inflation happening, rent's <laughs> going up. Uh, bills need to be paid. Businesses are, are through giving the grace periods for the ones that did it. Now you got to play financial catch up. Your kids got to play education catch up. Uh, society's got to play psychological catch up because depression's at an all time high. Anxiety, stress, the disconnection from from human beings. Uh, romance has been struggling. You know the 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 inner turmoil of of drug abuse and alcoholism domestic violence child abuse all this stuff been going through the roof for the last year so there's gonna have to be this the psychological catch-up uh getting reacclimated there's people who have not worked in a year like they've they've been doing something else so you gotta go or people that have worked for a whole year sheltering in place yeah, that well, don't want to I mean, go like, back to that. Don't want to go back to work like it was before. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Not, not they haven't been employed. They haven't gone to work. So they've been. And they've don't been, forget the people that have not worked yeah, <laughs> at all. Like, so so yeah, the people who've been unemployed, and then the people who've been doing Zoom calls with a oh. shirt and no pants on. 
Jeez. for the last year taking care of now you, just like your kids got to get used to going back to school you got to get used to that morning commute again it doesn't even look like it brother it doesn't even feel like that even happened that long ago you get what i'm talking about yeah yeah they go they're gonna have to get back in the game like the traffic is right back to where it was yeah folks is <laughs> sidebar though why did sacramento wait to the end of the pandemic more or less to start doing this freeway work brother the largest, the, the biggest, highest scale freeway re, uh, like, like remodeling in Northern California. They had a whole year of nobody being on the road. They wait till now to start it, to start doing it. So now they're going to be traffic's going to be horrible for the next year because they're, they're widening all, the freeway lanes and all that stuff out here. If you're in the region, you'll, you'll feel it over these next, this all next things year. That, all things that could have been prevented again. They had a whole year to redo these freeways because nobody was on the road. They wait till now to start. Just, just throwing that out there. Good, good job, city planning. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to city planners. But um, go ahead, finish. But, your, but your, with your, your, your. that, are homeless. They're they're removing where they're doing all the the remodeling to the freeway. There's there's a bunch of because of COVID, because of unemployment, because of rent issues we have a such a spiked homeless population all these little tent cities and the, the freeway uh overpasses are all being removed so they can do the construction work so, so where do people go go um <laughs> somewhere else because people got to remember it's against the law to be homeless so you you can't be you can't just be because because it's trespassing so you you can't just it's trespassing it's loitering it, it's all these things like you just can't just be where you want to be and so uh all these people who've been just been setting up shop that they've been giving a grace period to through certain neighborhoods and certain areas if you drive through sacramento it's starting to look like downtown los angeles brother listen yeah. you just see tents just set up just like on a normal street like not on even a normal street dog like just a a shopping cart and some cardboard Yep, they're just and like mm, this will do it, and they just post it just on the sidewalk, not even like on the sides of buildings and stuff. <laughs> no, literally on the sidewalk. Listen, just... They are allowing us to see their pain, their suffering, their anguish. Right, they're no more hiding it. Uh, no more, and... no more like undercutting it. It's right in your face, plain sight. Hear me, see me, smell me, smell me, feel it, feel every bit of this this struggle. Stop refusing this reality because it is a reality. And I and I get tired of the politics because we are all like if the COVID pandemic, as we I like the COVID pandemic, because it's all entwined. Yeah. If that didn't tell you that we are all one paycheck away, <laughs> I don't know. I don't care how much money you think you got saved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it 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 brother, listen. Folks learn. It was that you gonna learn today? Folks, 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 folks learn. Facts. And as life goes back, a lot of the grace and tolerating is going to go away. So people kind of gave you a break during COVID because it's like I kind of sympathize because everybody had to make changes. As the world shifts back to the way it used to be, so the world gonna shift back the way it used to be. And so when these businesses start opening back up, that have these homeless people post up in front of them now, they're not going to be sympathetic. When, like I said, traffic is started, it started, it's starting to look like it used to now. Let, let, it is. Let, let when, but this is without all these commuters back. 
<laughs> so when they come back with like the freeway work, they're not going to, you think road rage ain't going to start popping them back off again? It already yeah. has. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying so all, when the world starts coming back and people start coming back to who they used to be, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a process. I don't, I mean, 2021. And, 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 and also let's underline this into the topic. You now are going to have the world coming back. But you're also going to have a world coming back with COVID. Yeah. So that's going to be a real thing. It's still going to be mass. It's still going to be whatever distance they say that we're supposed to not be standing by each other. It's going to still be these things. So it's very interesting how we came from a world where this was like talking about it would have been like. I mean, general consensus of where March was. We ain't no March, third world stuff, whatever. Listen, <laughs> March, people still wasn't, people weren't social distancing and mass. It wasn't a thing. No. But just like the vaccines, they started building that momentum and mass, mass, mask, mask, mask. And it's like, we got masks. We got social distance. And then it's like, needle, 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 vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And now people are getting the vaccine. Now, I think that now people get company out now. I think it's with Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, somebody else. Like they're all trying to trying to, to they're all trying to streamline needles because you know the other one is like it comes in two doses. Now everybody's trying to say, like, now I got the one hitter quick. <laughs> I got the I got the one hitter, just one time stick. Somebody Listen, else is gonna be like, I got it in a pill. Like it's it, gonna be. It pays to be <laughs> in medicine. It pays to be in the healthcare system at this particular time, though. Oh, oh yeah, you this is dollar money. dollar bill, yo. That's all this whole this whole thing about. is just about dollar dollar bill. Were people dying? Yes. Is it tragic that things happen the way it happened? A hundred percent. But you are not going to sell me that there was no money behind all of these kind of things where it was masked or mandated, and people were having these contracts. Where hand sanitizer and toilet paper was being rationed, and all of a sudden it was almost like limited supplies, and you know, folks was getting paid off of that, and just some of the kickback to some of these businesses that were probably already in the red anyway, right? It was already yeah, falling yeah. off. COVID, COVID did, COVID made a lot of it made Jeff Bezos that 88 million in eight months, whatever it was. Uh, 88 billion, yeah, 80, 80 something billion in six months, and it made a bunch of these companies that, that were in the red come back. I mean, yeah, Clorox, Pine Saw, I'm sure all that stuff was, was and those that wanted, clean. and those that were, yeah, right, <laughs> and then those that wanted to disappear, like Sears and things of those nature that I was having more financial difficulties, they didn't want to keep all that staff or want to transfer into more of a Amazon. Yeah. online type of um you know shopping uh component which is kind of relatively a lot of the trend they were able to do that because like you could always blame everything on a pandemic <laughs> right you yeah. can always blame i it was all saying on. for years that the economic reset was coming i've been saying probably for the last seven years consistently there's gonna be an economic reset and the pandemic did it you're gonna see a bunch of your bank branches don't reopen like uh, a bunch of ways that, you know, they've been trying to, to to sift out cash. They've been trying to get a way to go straight plastic and go digital for everything. Pandemic was great. What do they tell you? Coin shortage. We don't have exact change or use your card. 
you know, uh, all that sort of stuff that they've been, they've been, this gave them a perfect chance to really implement some stuff in place. That's why you saw this huge boom in cryptocurrency stuff. Everybody's making the move to get away from yes. uh, paper money and metal coins. So, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of resets in stores. They, they learned that they can do with shorter staff. They learned yes. that, that they can, you know, use these distribution places, these Amazons, these whatever, everybody shop online. Like, it, yeah, there's going to be, it's going to be a lot different. Uh, if you didn't have a firm hold on your life pre-COVID, you learned if you did or didn't. First off, when COVID hit, you learned how in control you were or you weren't. It this roller coaster ride is not about to slow down. As it goes into 2022, 2023, it is about to kick up a gear. This is going to be one of those moments where we have the shift, like what like going from 1994 to 1999, when the shift from analog to digital where the internet started to really take hold and stuff that started to be a shift. This is going to be another pivotal shift in how things are done in this country. And if you do not get your hands on the reins right now, you're screwed of your health, of your finances, of your family, of your sanity. If you do not get a firm grip right now, you is about to get bucked in 2022. Like this, this, this next 18 months when the world comes back and it's coming back at, at full speed, you, you, you better get control of whatever you, you are shaky about right now. They're screwed. I'm just saying, <laughs> tighten your marriage up, tighten your finances up, tighten it up with your kids. Or, or not even tighten it up, cut some shit off. Like, well, whatever that looks like. Tighten it up. Sometimes it's cutting off the slack. Sometimes it, it's eliminating the distractions. Sometimes tighten it up is, is. You know, shoring up them holes in the boats, addressing those 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 creaks and those those noises that you started to hear. Some folks' life has had the check engine light on since 2016. You know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the, the, the and they, they still ain't the and they still ain't went to the mechanics yet. And you know still ain't done nothing about it. Well, still I'm ain't about got to say, the registration right. You know what I'm saying? You about to be on the side of the road. Like the projections that they have politically, they just did the 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 voter stuff down south that they're moving on oh that's that's just brother the, the homeless stuff that they're moving on the the educational change they this system is coming for you just the, so because of all of the stuff that has happened so there yeah. was things that moved and navigated all right i can't say that there was nothing done yeah but the reality of how some of the stuff played out when you talk about georgia you talk about the the new you know law that's being put in place, and we should be upset and marching, and there should be a bunch of protests happening right now, currently, because they don't understand what much of a game changer that is. That literally can bring somebody like uh, Donald Trump back into office yeah. in two thousand twenty four. Like voter suppression is a real thing for all those folks that say my vote don't count. And evidently, there's something that counts because. Yeah. They're pretty pissed off about what happened in Georgia. And the way those white folks showed how powerful they were by a pen being signed to a piece of paper and the activities of us wanting to be hyper and be diligent when we see dead bodies. This has always been how they screwed us. They've screwed us by what? Paper and pen. By laws. Pen is mightier than the sword. Yes. By yeah. laws, by bills, infractions, right? You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you gotta understand how deep this shit goes. We can march, we can protest, we can do a lot of these different things, but 
if they don't change laws, it doesn't change the currency of America at all. And that's really been the situation. So when we were able to flip and vote in a Democrat, not saying that it was bad or good, but still in a sense of where others felt like they were getting power stripped away from them. They actively said, well, this is how we'll deal with it. Yeah. We're not going to go brutalize people. We're not going to go uh, maim people, kill people. We're not going to be so forceful with our racism. What we'll do is what we usually do. As I've told people, Donald Trump left, but racism is still here alive. It's just gone back to the underground where you see something like that that's right in front of our faces and you don't know how to react because you're trying to like, wait a minute. That's just like, that's straight voter suppression that he's like the bill that he's fucking. And you're like, uh, you don't know how to react to it because the only time we know how to react is react when we see a George Floyd situation or we hear a Breonna Taylor situation, Ahmaud Aubrey. These are the kind of ways they know our reaction methods, right? Or we would have reacted if, uh, you know, Donald Trump became president again. So yeah. they already know and they can kind of streamline how motherfuckers are going to behave because since this has happened, I haven't seen us be as forceful in our voices about how frustrated we are. We've been involved in every distraction from little Nas X to some other BS that's going on in the world. Yeah, because we don't, I'm a firm believer, and is, we're not speaking in, in, in all. So, you know, some folks, I know, I'm, you know, not speaking there is the individual, but not enough of us know how these systems work. We don't know how the education system works. We just know when, what our child directly is affected with. We don't really understand, you know, the the political climate. We just know when a specific law directly impacts us. But hearing something like voter suppression doesn't mean anything until you realize that there's something you wanted to vote it on and you can't. You know, <laughs> like it's going to be when you it's going to be too late. And when it comes to distractions, there are so many things out here that this is this is what I'm talking about. Tighten it up. You want to, have to figure out what you import, what's really important to you. And what you value. And when I talk about like the roller coaster ride that's gonna start, a good example is the little Nas X. Wow. Folks is coming out the gates. If you if you don't know him by name, we're not talking about Nas, we're talking about little Nas X. Not if I rule the world, we're talking about old town road. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he, you know, he made his hit off that old town road. He got <laughs> dusted off old Billy Ray Silas for the remix. And huge song, one of the biggest songs of uh, of the year. And you know he was performing this song at elementary schools. You know mm. all these all these preschoolers know the words to Old Town Road. And so now, uh, it, at the end of his run, was it 2019 of the Old Town Road run? Is when yeah, yeah. people were suspecting, but he came out the closet. He did. So, uh, so now, not only did he come out the closet, he just took this, this door off the hinge. So now in his reinvention of himself, you know, he, he Do you feel it's a reinvention of himself? It's 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 a progression. It's a it's a pretty big jump. Because it, it, it my my and I say this because my only thought of him was the skinny little dude with a cowboy hat going through the neighborhood with a big smile on his face. Like that's that and every time I saw him perform, that's what he looked like. Like anytime he showed up on TV, just, just kind of down to the old town road, like just like that dude. So that he, that, that he was like, and in, in the song he was talking about adult, uh, what is it, adultery, lean and all lean that, and, and all that kind of good lyrics. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, no one listen, the, no the one listen to the lyrics. They just listen to the the hook, and that's what yeah, buys you in. 
I'm saying if you just looked at it by persona, what do you, if you if you looked at him in an interview or in a video with the sound off, like what does he look like? And so now he come out looking like a character from the movie Labyrinth. Like he just <laughs> 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 like I saw so yeah, like red hair, dreads, he was Brother. busting it open for the devil. Like it was just on like like let, 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 dog. <laughs> let me put a disclaimer before we go into this right I think that our LGBT community, what I don't like is that whenever one of theirs goes into whatever we deem to be catastrophic or detrimental to our communities, whenever we decide to talk about it, it becomes anti-everything, you're homophobic, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm here to say that's far from the truth. And y'all got to stop being so sensitive. If we want to talk about it, we should be able to talk about it without fearing the the alphabet mob or other bystanders making it seem as if we are trying to target this young man for his sexual preference. If he wants to ride on penis, juggle balls, and blow on a whistle, that's his prerogative. Go right ahead. That ain't got shit to do with me. You are who you need to be as an individual. I salute that. But the message is that he's spewing is the thing that I'm talking about. If I wasn't charged up when two goddesses, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, were talking about WAP, wet-ass P, why would I be fired up to want to see a male do a strip tease on the devil? Like, like help me figure it out. If I'm saying and them chicks is out there doing too much why because we come from the era where it all started the only difference about what had happened in our era the visuals we had to pretend that visual in our own existence in our own perverted minds so none of the vulgar music started right now it started way before two live crew two shorts and all of the yeah, good people forget madonna's erotica tour that was that was oh, the yeah. risque thing the whole, ever. The, the whole yeah. George Michael, I the, want your sex. Cone, so cone bras and all that. Yeah, so lost their minds when she was so risque like has been risque. Yeah, but we know the ill effects of the risque and what has happened in our community. So I guess that I'm standing in a place of I can't let it happen again because yeah, it was fun. It was cool. It ain't no fun under two the homies can't have none and all of the, the homies don't have none, whatever the fuck the shit is. Yeah. Uh, that, that probably helped create more of a, 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 a rape culture because let's say girl says, well, homie, I don't want this homie to have it, but yeah. we just already saying it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it becomes a lot more things that it don't need to be. And we sang it and we celebrated it. And, you know, when we heard, you know, bitch better have my money. It was like, yeah, bitch better have my money. Yeah, bitch better have my money. And then, you know, Rih- Rihanna remixed it to make it even softer. Yeah. But now, bitches is really going to have my money. You get what I'm talking about? Yeah, and so, women be saying that now. Yeah, women be so saying it, that. Yeah. it creates a culture that experiences too much at a young age that speeds them up to adulthood 
without protecting them. And once they become these so-called adults, not knowing everything they should know, it becomes a bigger issue in our community because we have so many lost souls. And if y'all want to applaud that man for his creativity, if that's what you call it, so be it. But don't be offended by how we conduct the conversation, especially those outsiders that aren't black, that are invited, that have uh, an invitation into what we're talking about, trying to pretend as if we are bashing him again for his sexuality. He ain't got shit to do with that. I'm not here to argue the sexuality part. I'm here to argue and define the devilish, demonic spirits that that music spew just like i do with all of the drill shoot him shoot him up bang bang and all the other crap music that is coming yeah. out that speaks to nothing but death and speaks to nothing but ignorance to our young people yeah and people have short memories too because they'll talk about oh yeah you know there was movie there's music like that before you had two live crew yes who had to have senate hearings for the right <laughs> to continue their music you had nwa talking after police yes who used to get arrested Every time for, they for, for every time they sing that song, you had Snoop Dogg. It ain't no fun. Yes, where they had big protests, where they drove a bulldozer over the CD package to to say that this this was not an element that they wanted in, in the community. It's like there's there, there's always been backlash to stuff that if if the society at the time does not deem it's right, it wasn't because uh, Two Live Crew was 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 from. From, from the south, it wasn't because Snoop was right. It was it wasn't because of their their being heterosexual or homosexual. It, it was simply the content. People didn't That's like right. all this when 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 they didn't like NWA screaming after police. They didn't like it. So every time he performed it, every time they were out there, cops was waiting backstage. Okay, you go out there and do this song, we 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 coming for you. And they didn't like too short saying, Yeah, all that stuff. And and there was repercussions for doing so. There was lawsuits, there was arrests. Like I said, two live crew had to go. There's, there's a lot of people who, and, on that and, first amendment who need to go shake Luther Campbell's hand whenever they see him because he probably spent more in legal fees giving these rappers the right to say what they want to say than probably any other person in music. Now, here's the thing about it they everyone has a right to, to perform, but then we also have a right to critique. Yeah. And if we don't critique and we just allow things to just be leveled in, everyone free your mind and the rest will follow, <laughs> that shit ain't going to work. You said something very particular the other day when we talked. We talked about um, how not we're not having systems, right? And how, how more difficult it is to kind of us to censor out a lot of the fictional things that we're continuing to broadcast or we kind of laminate in our soul yeah. and you and, and it's harder for our young folk to just kind of deviate from messaging from it being real to it being eh, yeah. entertainment you were saying something about systems break that shit down right yeah quick, so let's just let's you know pull the curtain back a little bit so we're talking the actual wiring of human beings human behavior it is a very small percentage who can actually operate outside of a system and let me just say something we've seen that with the pandemic once yeah. the system was disabled in a, in a way that kind of got everybody out of whack everyone went from survival mode not in i cool this is our opportunity to create our own but go ahead yeah so by profession i'm a, I'm a certified coach and consultant that goes through like behavioral training 
based around a disk assessment. So if anybody hears it's like, where's this information coming from? So there's actual breakdown of how human beings deal with stuff, how we deal with problems, deal with people, the whole nine. So there's a percentage, about 18% of the population can just get up and go. They go just on march to the beat of their own drum. They just, you know, self starters, go getters, executors, make stuff happen. That's about 18% who can just move independent of themselves. The rest of the population operates under some form of system or needs to. So some a certain percentage will naturally create one. Others need one in place for them to 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 really work. So if you think like one in five can just get out of bed and if there's nothing, if there's no school district, if you just kind of told them, here's what you need, you need to you're going to be responsible for this at such and such time. Figure out when you want to study, figure out how you want to do it. About one in five could 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 just operate on their own. You know, one in five can just set up their own workout stuff. One in five could could set up their own money. The other 80 <laughs> percent needs some kind of system or consistency in place, either one they create for themselves or one that's created for them. So when you have kids specifically who have not been in school under a structured clock, who do not have a, a, a disciplined structure of, of how they spend their activity, how much time they go to this, what they do for that, just free for all. And, you know, some of you have multiple children. One of your kids gets up at the same time every day, eats breakfast at the same time, does their Zoom classes, does their homework, plays, reads, and you don't have to say nothing to them. Hmm. Your other two, three kids, though, you, you, you're you going hoarse screaming at them trying to get them to do stuff. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the other ones, you have to instill some kind of structure. And so with our, especially with, this is for everybody, adults included, but specifically our kids in those developmental years, they got to learn some protocols. They, they need some boundaries. And I get the free thinking and let them figure stuff out for themselves. Yes, within margins. You don't have to micromanage them all the time, but there needs to be a fence somewhere to, to the information they take in, the visual stuff they watch, the stuff that they hear. They don't have the life experience to juxtapose what's real and what's not. Everything the brain interprets at all. The brain does not know the difference between you watching ESPN versus playing 2K. It does not know the difference in these two games. You know, it doesn't know the difference in simulated sexual acts on TV versus watching it in a room. Yes, sir. It, it doesn't know the difference. So you until a human being has developed enough to make to discern and understand, you got to regulate some of this stuff that, that that comes in. And so when you take a why a kid shouldn't be listening to F the police at seven years old. And why a kid shouldn't be screaming, hey, we want some, so, you know, at, at Yeah, your six-year-old on the ground gyrating the WAP may not be the best idea. It's That's the energy about what Lil Nas X is doing in front of a bunch of kids. It's got nothing to do with his sexual preference. Period. Yeah. That that's That's the bottom line. And I know folks will speak to that volume about yeah. his sexual preference. You know the things of that nature that just was whack it wasn't well, y'all want to call that arch i want to call that him freeing himself from all of the borders that we are all enslaved to i know that boy is conflicted every damn day and it's not even about the sexuality it's about him being in a music industry that's demonic in the first place <laughs> you know what i'm saying he got the new shoes with human blood in them and then you do it, and then you apologize it. If you bout it, bout it. The hell, just do it, like Nike. 
And you yes, saw sir. how Nike was like, yo, we ain't got nothing to do with this. That's that's at all. the development deal he got. That's over there. That's that the- ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing to do. This ain't Nike, even though it's a Nike Air shoe. But yeah. you can't do nothing to somebody that gets shoes like that. And, and then does something to them. Does something to them. Yeah, but it's like, me, hey, we this did not come out of our factory like that, <laughs> you know. But, but and I'm happy that they clear that up because you have people ready to boycott. Yeah, they're oh, like, we, we do not have an O positive paint line in, in, listen, in our, our show. I wasn't gonna boycott it even if it was because I'm done with that part of my life. I'm not gonna try to until we all move and walk in that same because I've done it before and then I see you niggas like wait wait we are so I don't get to get the the just desserts of. Of of this world, and y'all no. keep on doing what? Nah, I'm good. Nah, they, I'm they'll good. be at the Waffle House with their flip flops <laughs> on while they was finishing their Starbucks. Look at Starbucks. We don't it's care. Just, it's a, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. We are not ready and built. And what we saw was people taking full advantage of the opportunity. Some did it, and some did during the pandemic. And I'm not going to react to anything outside of what I feel comfortable with. And I feel uncomfortable with the messages that our music has done. And it's been hard for me to come to that place because I don't want to seem like a hypocrite because I know what the music was before. Yeah. But I feel like there was so much more of a balance and it wasn't an agenda driven like directly until it was an agenda. Well, I, when we were talking before, I, I think the biggest difference is, is that from pr- prior generation, I think you probably said this on the podcast before, prior generations, there was a definitive difference between generations. That now, and for the last 10 years, a 16-year-old and a 36-year-old are the same. Oh. Like, that that's just a reality. A 16-year-old, let's just take men first. A 16-year-old male and a 36-year-old man are both waiting for the new 2K to drop mm. on Xbox they're both waiting for the new future album to drop. They're both waiting for the new line of J's to come out. They're both they watch the same movies, listen to the same music, hollering at the same girls half the time. Like it's just like they're, they're, there's no difference. A, six, a 16 year old looks at a 36 year old like you're just me, 20 years older, but you're not in a better situation. Mm. 16 year old girls and 36 year old women. They they both out there. They doing TikTok dances together to watch. Mm. That 16-year-old feels like she's mature and grown. That 36-year-old is trying to be in touch and stay young. They mm. both both eyeballing Michael B. Jordan. They both know what's going mm. on and all the baller alerts. But the, but the, the, the 36-year-old is also getting plastic surgery to stay relevant. To stay in the game. So I'm saying like, but the, and, that six year old, and that 60-year-old will do it at age 21. That's what I say. They're, they're going to go to the same doctor to get their boob jobs done together. Mom, um, does Dr. Andrew, does... Yeah. When does he take kids? 21 or 18? <laughs> when she turns 18 and the daughter gets hers done, the mama's going to be getting lipo and getting hers done. And they both going to be at the club together. Facts. And, and so this, this is for the last 10 years or so about now, there's no generational gap. When we were all, if you're over 30, there's there was a definitive difference in what you listen to and what your parents listen to. Facts. You know, you trying to get your Dr. Dre on, your daddy's listening to the OJs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's there's, you know, you you yeah, you about Nate Dog, he all about Moore's Day in the Time. Like there wow. was a definitive difference. There's not anymore. And so because those lines are so blurred, you gotta put structure in there. 
And then if you don't have structure and you don't have foundation. So yeah. I look at it like foundational structure, right? Yeah. I saved my life or my dad saved my life in a ways he probably doesn't even know because he had foundation and had a structure. Even though I didn't, shit, I wasn't going for it at that particular time. But you learned it. But I learned it. Yeah. Repetition. Because I seen it. And then I knew like, oh, damn. Let me go up in this toolbox and just, oh, let me try this. So I kind of had a good way of understanding how to be a father without my dad really like, this is what you do. This is what you do. Compared to some of my other friends, they ain't got no father to create that foundation or their mothers at that particular time, unfortunately, were just trying to pay the bills. It was in and out, whatever they was doing. Yeah. So how do you really even change anything outside of just you're falling into manipulation for things that you think you know when you really don't know and now those guys have kids and guess what their kids is out of control or not even say their kids are out of control because a lot of them pick some good mothers but their kids are missing that component from the father that they can really help them propel to great success i truly believe that a dad is probably the most critical part of a kid's development in some kind of shape, way, form, or fashion. A father that's really doing the work. Not a father that's there spending time and just kind of being there as a presence, but not a father, a fa excuse me, a father that's a do father. Like a father that's like, okay, you can, I right, got you. Yeah. Like really active in the environment, not just there in a the process of being a pickup dad, drop off dad, but really honing in some of the principles. Because if you have no structure, you have no foundation. You then have no principles. You 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 just have well, yeah, none of those lose. disciplines. And yeah. if it is, it's kind of what you created with a bunch of your tiny Tims, and it becomes this 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 fantasy that y'all really have created in this alternative world that doesn't even re the reality that kids get, or a lot of us as adults get when we find out our alternative world is really exactly what it is. An alternative world yeah. is when we get caught up on shit. And now we're seeing the world as they see it. <laughs> yeah, the real world comes up to me like, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> and I think that these things are, are necessary and important that we we, we highlight the, these need for structure. For, for the parents out there who got your kids going back, for the kids going back, for when your job is about to call you saying you, hey, we're going back in June or uh, when, you know, they're looking by by beginning of August, September-ish. You should be pretty much full swing. By the next holiday season, we should be back in full swing. They're trying to get everybody stuck up on these needles. If you wait until they they make you do it, you're going to have struggles. Start putting some stuff in place, some structure for yourself, and for some structure for the folks around you. And uh, when we speak about structure, how can folks keep up with you, Barry, for more structure? Um, Barry Axius, um, all things IG, all things uh, Twitter, and all things Facebook. But I am currently, again, in Facebook jail for 30 days. Free Barry Axe is a real one. And they are right now, as we speak, monitoring and, you know, censoring my um, IG. So Same I'm company. just, yeah. See you over on Twitter. I'm I Jay Morris on Facebook, every other social media platform, at Jay Morris CEO. It's been the Say Something Podcast. If you're catching this on iHeartRadio, if you're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you hear podcasts, please uh, rate it, leave a comment. It uh, definitely helps. We appreciate it. And uh, until next episode, going to get you a little, little structure in your life. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> and we will holler at you later. Peace.